In Chinwa Achebe's work, A Man of the People, we learn of the exploits of Chief Nanga, a former school teacher who was elected to parliament and later became a minister of culture. We learn about the crude politicking of Chief Nanga and his fellow politicians. We learn about the lack of conviction and a moral fortitude in his politics. I am not in any way suggesting some of our politicians are the modern-day versions of Chief Nanga, but the similarities are too acute to disregard. I know 2020 is an election year and we won't be short of the political shenanigans of our political class. Campaign seasons in Ghana are about the only time we get to experience the real meaning of the word public servant. We suddenly become important in the scheme of things and politicians go all out in their effort to capture our thumbs to aid their course. Indeed, one of the reasons I have tolerated our dysfunctional democratic experiment so far has to do with the glee I derive from watching various politicians during every electoral cycle, suddenly rediscovering their real masters and pleading as humans before the gods. From fufu pounding, braiding of hair to sitting in trotros, our politicians seem to be taking their sham of political campaigning to more subtle means. In the run-up to the 2016 general elections, my local MP, Cassiel Ottoforsen started a laudable initiative with regards to youth empowerment and education. He started a project of organizing private tutorials for young people in the district, who were planning on reciting some of their WASP papers in order to further their education and improve their chances of job prospects. This was laudable if one considered the population dynamics of the district. The population of the district is largely youthful and one of the surest ways of unlocking the full economic potential of our communities is through education. Education is an important vector of societal development. No society that seeks to develop can relegate the education of its youthful population to the back burner. We cannot underestimate the relationship between education, human resource development and economic growth. Education remains the surest way of lifting our teeming youth out of the poverty cycle. It is only through education that we can bridge that gap between the poor in society and the rich. This primarily was the reason for my excitement in 2016 when our MP decided to dedicate part of his resources to tackling aspect of secondary education in our district. However, two things have since led me to question the motive behind this rather laudable initiative of his. It was rather curious to me when after the 2016 general elections, the MP's special initiative ceased. No similar classes were conducted in 2017, 2018 and 2019. What could account for such a break? Why has the special initiative returned in 2020, another election year? Is this another form of clientelism in our political space? I was made to understand from some supporters of the MP, when I raised the issue on social media, that the challenges associated with the venue occasioned the three-year break. I was also informed the person in charge of the project passed on to glory in 2018 and that affected the continuation of the program. May the soul of the blessed man rest in peace. Don't be scandalized yet. Do you remember Senchi? Do you remember the venerable P.V. Obeng? It seems we have our very own local version in town. Let agree that the break in 2017, 2018 and 2019 were all due to this genuine challenge with the venue for the classes. Let also agree that the ability to resolve the challenges associated with the initiative in 2020 just in time for us to be reminded of the generosity of our MP is also perfectly coincidental. Let thank God for his mercy upon us mere mortals and appreciate the foresight of our MP. That takes me to my second issue with the initiative. As I have stated earlier, I'm glad our legislator and his team consider education to be a very important fulcrum to social mobility and as such deserving of utmost attention. 
I would like however, to ask a question. My question bothers on the difference between intent and deed. After education, what next? Will meritocracy play any role in future advancement of our young people? Will the young people benefiting from this initiative be given a fair shot at the opportunities the state has to offer? What will be the need of the education if political patronage is the trump card for advancement? What motivation will these young people have to learn when they know the surest way to get a recruitment into the public service, for instance, is through political patronage rather than education as we witnessed in 2016? Perhaps, they will understand it is a case of leaving the crumbs for the chicken whilst the real bounty is enjoyed by the power brokers. Or perhaps, they will call forth for a new messiah in 2020. Unlucky is a people who must feel the tremendous generosity of their legislator in a cyclical span of four years. What happens in between that cycle is a matter for the gods. We are people who once spoke with dignity and honor. I'm not so sure the honor in the deceptive ploys of this current order. This too, is one of the great tragedies of our democratic experiment.